Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Blind Perspective here on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? The show where you get to hear about our blind perspective on a network that's about blind perspectives. I am your host, Victor Gouveia, and today we have a special guest, which is Me. highly fortunate because this guest has hosted with me before and she's proved to be a very popular woman her name is claudia del real or should Hello. i i'm sorry should i say that properly claudia claudia del real <laughs> <laughs> it's me is that how you pronounce it or have you totally americanized no your name? no that's it it's claudia and it's del real <laughs> So she has uh, taken some time from her busy schedule at work. She just started a new job, and we are pleased to have her. Believe me, this is like an anticipated time for me. Uh, I've been anxious to get her back on the screen or on the sh on the channel anyway. Uh, and she has proved quite elusive, <laughs> which is not, ironic because she enjoys these shows. Not on purpose, just stuff. Going yeah, on. yeah. Yeah, she has been ghosting herself, not because she wants to, but because she has to. You know, work must come first. All the mortgage and bills and all that stuff. So we can't really blame her, can we? No, unless you guys are going to pay for my, um, you know, existence, then then we'll talk, you know, I'll do this permanently. No, kidding. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, today, remember, oh, let me get the uh, housekeeping out of the way. If you like what you're about to hear, activate the like button. And share it with your friends and family, especially if you think they can benefit from anything we say here. And definitely subscribe and follow us on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page and on Twitter. Those are the three uh, platforms we go live on uh, at the same time. Additionally, if you can't catch us live, you can catch us on podcast. For those who are watching on the podcast welcome i don't know when you're watching this uh or but today's date is june 25th <laughs> uh, 2022 and uh this is episode 14 of the blind perspective and we are talking about kids today there's been a drastic increase in, well, in, in the trouble kids are getting into. I mean, I just want to, I just want to list off some, spe uh, some specs I found out. There are 2.2 billion children in the world defined as 18 or under. Let's see. And there's 500 to 1.5 billion people witnessing or being party to some kind of violence in their lives. About 375 million are joining or are forced to join armies and militias. There are 258 million who are out of school. And 1.3 billion don't have internet which is ironic because about 2 million don't even have access to a computer. So 
I began wondering, well, I mean, is it a wonder that 37% of children are essentially commit some sort of crime by the time they're 18? All of them. Now, I have to say, there are pundits that say teachers and schools and religious leaders should be helping us raise our kids. And yet, the teachers and religious leaders say that the parents are solely responsible. But above all that, these people can't even agree on what punishments to give these kids whenever they do commit a crime or some sort of offense of some kind. They can't admit it. I mean, you can't turn to the Bible because in one book of the Bible, they say, spare the rod, spoil the child. But then in the other book of the Bible, it says, don't lay a, uh, don't harm a hair on a child's head. So where do we turn? I thought this would be perfect for Claudia because Claudia has raised a child who, well, he's pretty much lived up to your expectations, hasn't he? Or your yeah. hopes, rather. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I think that it is not, I think it's the responsibility of teachers to educate because that's what, that's what they're supposed to do. But I don't think it is their responsibility to raise our children that we're the parents. We decided to have them. Mm -hmm. And so, no, I do not. I, I did not send my child to school to be raised by, you know, teachers. Mm -hmm. Influenced? If, if, if they were a good influence on him, that's another story. And that's great because he had some influential teachers. Um, but... That's not my expectation. It is not their responsibility. Their responsibility is to teach. Well, and you have to you have to admit though, these kids are with them about eight hours out of the day. Yeah, they are. But parenting and raising comes at uh, starts at home. I mean, you know, um. You can't just, you, you have to teach your children right from wrong at a very young age. You can't just send them off to school and, you know, if you're seeing behavior uh, such as, you know, your son is hitting your daughter all the time and making her cry and not doing anything about it, you're going to send them off to school like that. That's a problem. And that's going to cause an issue when they get to school because they're going to be doing the same thing. You know, I mean, uh, right from wrong just starts at home. There's no, to me, there's no question about it. If you don't teach it at home, then these kids are going to go to school not knowing how to act. And what they're allowed to do and not do. And they do say that the first five years of a child's life are the most impressionable. Right. Meaning whatever you instill in that child within the first five years is going to stay with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, if there's no guidance and no, just no routine and no structure, no day-to-day, -day, you know, you just get up and let your child run around and do whatever once they're able to do that as toddlers and, and things, it's not going to go well. <laughs> it's no, just not. It isn't. No, and, and I learned that the hard way because when my daughter was a baby growing up I I told her 
don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do something. Which really came back to bite me in the ass because now she doesn't listen to us. <laughs> we tell her not to do something, she still does it. Yeah, but I mean... I should have been more detailed. <laughs> Yeah, but how old was she when you told her this? You've told me this before. Like, uh, 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 how old was she when one, you remember? I told her every year until she was five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because I wanted her not to have limitations or not to let anyone place limitations on it. Yeah, and I get that because I I say that, and I guess not in the same way. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, like I said, I mean, there are ways to say things to kids, and that was the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but um, you know, in her defense, too, when they turn eighteen, they're kind of they've already. Uh, I'm not saying their brains are fully mature and things like that, but they have a mind of their own. They, you know, they, they make up, they make their own rules at this point, not their own rules per se, because my son still has some rules, but I have totally laxed a lot um, in, <laughs> you know, just daily things because, you know, he's 18, he's responsible. Uh, he's about to go off to college and, you know, he tells me what's happening, and but he is not so much asking for permission anymore, and it's a big shift. You know what I mean? So, the, so yes, they do do what they want to do, at a, and that's kind of what they're supposed to do. I mean, you're I've supposed to let them fly. <laughs> I'm back. I actually think that kids these days are learning that it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Would you say that? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't know the I, answer to that. Well, that's the thing. I think it is because these kids know if they don't get caught, they won't get in trouble. You know what? I think you're right. Uh, I have perfect examples except that I won't uh, put my people on blast. Uh, <laughs> but, you got people? <laughs> I got people, yeah. But, perfect example, yes. Uh, a child goes out and gets a tattoo or a piercing before they are 18, okay? Uh -huh. Now, you're not allowed to do that here, uh, you know, until In you're 18. Indiana or the city? No, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a state thing. I do not know that. I know that for, uh, for tattoos, it's 18. Uh -huh. And I don't know about piercings, okay? Okay. So, um, you know, kids will go out and do these things and then uh, come home and the parents find out about it and then all hell breaks loose, right? Right. But, but yeah, you're right. Then you get the, oh, I'm so sorry. But you knew right from wrong or you knew that you did it because you knew that if you would have asked for permission, it was going to be no. Mm -hmm. so yeah maybe you're right because my daughter she she's 20 right now she's actually going to be actually yeah she's 20 and uh, she is in university and she stays up all night playing video games and she's yelling at the top of her lungs on that microphone. And we tell her to shut up. And she says, my bad, my bad. And five minutes later, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, yeah. But you know what? I mean, and that's, that's the difference. Like, okay, there is nothing. You're not going to get around the fact that that's, this is what kids do at this age. They stay up all night. Or, you know, they work all day or, or they work, you know, they work and then get up and then get play video games or whatever. And that's their life. OK, mm -hmm. but there is a time and a place like I tell my son, I don't mind, you know, if you're playing video games or whatever it is that you're doing, but have respect. You know that I work, you know that I get up early. Um, 
<clears throat> so don't be, you know, yelling at the top of your lungs or sing. He loves to sing. He loves to sing all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times he jams out and he turns up the music and I love it. I love it. But if it's 11 o'clock, you should be done. <laughs> is he a good singer? <laughs> yeah, no, he really is. He really is. But, okay, so you don't lie to him. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, no, I really don't. I don't. No, I, I, I wish he Okay, honestly, you're hesitating. That's why. No, 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 no. It's a long story. But no, I don't <laughs> lie. I don't lie to him. Um, I wish he would have pursued it, to be honest with you, like as a second year, something as a hobby. Yeah. Uh, cause he, cause he loves it. But, um, but he knows that after a certain time, he, you know, you can stay up and watch TV and whatever you're going to do, but have respect and keep your noise level to, you know, something manageable because it's not fair. You know, we're both living here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that to you while you're sleeping. Cause you're going to sleep in late and I'm quiet. If he's sleeping in late, you know, I'm working anyway or whatever the case is, I'm not going to get up and run the vacuum and, you know, um, get whatever yeah. while you're sleeping. So sure. have, have respect. And that's it, isn't it? <clears throat> I think, I think it boils down to teaching them respect. For example, when my daughter goes out, <clears throat> she is so respect, respectful and helpful to everybody she's with. And I mean, everybody. She goes to her, be- uh, her best friend's house She's offering to wash dishes over there. Meanwhile, over here, there isn't a single dish she touches. But that's because you guys never (laughs) nipped it in the bud. I mean, because you let it happen for so long that there is no. No, we didn't. I mean, well, something happened along the lines because what, what happened? What do you mean? What happened? What happened? What happened? If so, I knew that, it would get fixed. No. Okay. So did she do it to a point and then didn't? Uh. Yeah. No. Everybody else has always done it. Okay. So that's plus, my point. Plus, on top of everything, my wife has OCD. For Christ's sake, everything's got to be done well, right, right that, away. I mean, yeah. Okay, and that's a whole nother gamut of issues. Okay, right. but. If you guys never, I mean, I'm sure you guys addressed it or whatever or tried to, but if Uh you didn't stay up on it and you didn't tell her, these are the consequences. If you don't do this, there's your problem right there. Yeah. There's your problem right there because like, I'll give you an example. So my son's girlfriend, she comes over and they hang out a lot and, you know, they eat here and I cook for them and I don't mind it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But. Um, I was finding that they would eat and just leave their stuff, like their dishes and stuff like that. I'm like, no, I did the courtesy of cooking for you guys. So you need to clean up because uh, I don't have time to do the cooking and the cleanup. You know, you guys got your bellies full. Now mm-hmm. do something about it. Right. And they do. And they do. So, it, you know, you got to lay down the law. But <laughs> wait, what would happen if they didn't, though? Well, if they didn't, I don't know because we're not there. It hasn't happened. Uh, 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 no, but that's just it. See, I can't think of a punishment to give them for something like that. Well, for you example, can't now because she's no, I, no, it, no, no, even back then. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Um, we used to ask her to dust, okay the house yep she would say okay but she never did it okay um and i honestly believe she did what every other kid does forgets sure i don't think she did it maliciously is it maliciously or maliciously 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 with intent (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) tomato tomato it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. (laughs) but what punishment do you give for that at that point? It depends on the age. It depends on the age. If you if you are given a task and you're given a chore and they don't do it, okay, and you have to know that with kids, obviously, you can't just tell them to do it once and expect them to do it. I was like that in the beginning because that's just me. You know, like I want it done too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't, kids are not, kids don't work like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So yeah, you might have to say it a couple times. You might have to say it two or three times before. Okay, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So, but if they don't, then there's a consequence. Then you can't go out. You can't talk on the phone tonight. You can't have your uh, iPhone. You can't watch videos tonight. You get something taken away. Those are consequences. That's what I did. Right. And the older they get, the bigger the consequence. If they're little and they don't pick up their toys and you've asked them to do it like a million times, okay, go to your room five minutes, you know what I mean? You know, when you're little, little or whatever. The whole timeout thing. You know, anything, anything. Okay. Because if you don't, if you don't give, if there is no action to your, if you don't do this, you know what I mean? Your request. Right. And then there's no follow through. That's what they learn. Because... That's what they learned. There's no follow through. They're not going to do anything. If they tell me to do something and I don't do it, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And that's, and they learn that the early issue, on. They learn that early on. I had, I've seen a, a, a little girl, young, young girl say, uh -huh. say, you always say you're going to punish me anyway. And you never do. And, Oh, and she's right. She was Wait, she said right. that to you. She said that to her mom. Oh, to her mom. Okay. She said that to her mom, and she's right. And I told the mom, I said, you know, she's right. I said, I hate to tell you, but she's right. Because you let her get away with things and then don't follow through. Right. And thus you have, you know, the attitude and the disrespect that you have, you know, when you, when she says something like that, you mm -hmm. always say you're going to do something, you, but you never do. And that's. And they I mean, learn that... at an early age. And that's where I, I find it <clears throat> ironic because when I was a kid, you didn't do something. You got beat. We didn't get beat, but it was I a tone. I did. <laughs> I did not. Well, I did not, but it was a tone. You just, my dad had to just invoke a tone and that was enough. Okay, stop messing around. Do what you've been asked to do. Whatever. Well, that's all what, it was. Wait a second. What would happen with that tone though? Th you that you learn to associate it with better get things done. I don't know. It was just, we never, I don't remember how we learned respect. We just, it was just a thing. It was, nobody was allowed to do anything. You would get in trouble for everything. You'd say mm -hmm. the wrong thing at church. You'd get pinched. You'd say the wrong thing in front of company. You, you know, you'd get pinched. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I used to, I used to think, I mean, this is what you're supposed to do. But then I heard the whole Eddie Murphy skit where he said he was going to call the cops on his dad. And his dad said, well, you better call an ambulance too, because you're going to need it. I mean, I realized, yeah, my kid could call the cops on me for beating her or smacking her. So I was always careful, smack her ass with clothes on. But there is a difference between a smack and a, 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 an all-out, you know, like a fist. hitting with a belt or punching or whatever. I think that that's honestly part of why we have the problems that we do because there is so much anti I, I'm not saying slap your kid all the time when they don't do something mm -hmm. I am saying that yes maybe once in a while there needs to be a smack when they get disrespectful or they get out of place so that they know that you mean business and that you're serious. I am not by any means condoning abuse. That's not what I'm talking about here. No, of course. Uh, I've done it myself. You know what I mean? I've never hit with a belt. I've never done any of that. Yeah. I've yelled. Yes. I've smacked, but not on a consistent basis, mm -hmm. you know? Um, uh, but sometimes I think it's necessary. Well, I'm about to blow your mind because you offer that up. Don't use a belt or anything else. When I was in school and we did something wrong, you got the strap. We did. They did paddles here. I know. 
So wood, pa- wood paddles. I mean, I know, I know, and that now they'd be arrested. Of course. Yeah. Of course, but I guess the bottom line is there has been too much laxness or lack of lack of consequence and lack of punishment when something happens that that that's the bottom line the kids need to be held just like we do to a standard they need to be held accountable at their level you know what i mean i'm not saying that if a two-year-old doesn't pick up his toys you you know you don't feed him dinner for god's sakes you know right. i'm saying that the punishment has to fit the situation the consequence or whatever okay. you want to call it. So who should decide the punishment? We do as parents. Always? What do you mean always? I mean, no, if they well, commit when a they're crime. At, if... When they're at school and they beat up a weaker kid. And... There should be a punishment at both ends at that point. Then the school needs to do, you know, investigate the situation. And if there's a suspense, there's a suspense. If there is... You know what I mean? There needs to be a consequence, but there also needs to be a consequence at home. In that instance, it needs to be double. It's not just the school's responsibility. It's your responsibility as a parent. If your kid went to school and beat up somebody, you better do something about it. And that's it, isn't it? But the thing is, does that depend on where you live and where you go to school? Because I would imagine the home life of an inner city kid is not as great as a kid out in the suburbs. No, you're right. You're correct. And and the kid in the suburbs might say the same thing. Oh, we've got it so bad. And the kid in the inner city says, no, we've got it bad. I have to admit that each one has what they define as bad. We all do. But, but again, in most cases, we decided to become parents, correct? So it is our responsibility. I don't care if you live in the hood. I don't care if you live, you know, in, in upper class, whatever, if you're in Canada, (laughs) Rosedale, whatever. Right. I don't don't care. It starts at home. Those, yes, those, those kids are yours. You decided to have them. You need to raise them, teach them, love them, but also punish when necessary. And I've never understood that whole, well, for those who know, there was a movie that pretty much identified this issue called The Help, where women of color were raising the white children of rich parents. And in a lot of cases, well, actually, in fewer than one out of three cases, they actually grew up to be decent human beings. But those other three are the ones that are running the planet. Because they're uh, selfish, materialistic, um, self-important. You know, it's that term. It's what they call affluenza. Uh huh. You've heard it, right? I've heard of the word, yes. So, affluenza is basically the concept that rich kids are growing up to be, you know, they're spoiled brats. They are entitled. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying rich, but, you know, upper class too, whatever. Right. Uh, coming from, you know, well to do families, regardless of race and, and, and um, all of those things, but they grow up entitled feeling that they have no consequence, no boundary, and that's your problem. Well, that's interesting because older generations that say that the new generation is the entitled generation regardless of where they live. What do you say to that? Um, 
Maybe. I yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, I mean, a, look uh, at all look at everything that's going on in the news with us uh protesting and and, and fighting for rights and freedoms and and, and equalization all yeah, that. Yeah, but is stuff. that that's not entitlement. That's that's our right. That's our right to do that, don't you think? I mean, that's a whole different thing, I think, but in a way, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's not correlated, but I'm also saying that we have a right to protest. We have a right to express ourselves. It doesn't mean that we're entitled. Right. And, but let me play devil's advocate though. 40, 50 years ago, someone, someone wouldn't think of protesting like that. Hell, in the 40s and, and, and 30s, a black person would be on the sidelines just watching a protest like that. They would not be a part of it lest they get hurt or punished by some police officer. Right. And... But we're not there. Sorry? We're not there. We're here now, which is, you know what I mean? Right. So they would say, oh, these kids are expecting everything to be handed to them. Nobody's fighting for the rights or nobody's working for the rights. Well, you know... I think we um, you always bring up such complicated issues why uh, I know you like well, this stuff okay well then you know, <clears throat> no, no, let's no. Not know get, you like hold on stuff. let's not get into the whole you know should black people be equal and all that shit let's talk about what we're expecting from society as a whole okay so here's the thing um, I hear a lot of people say babies raising babies, okay? Meaning that there are a lot of younger people having babies, okay? Teenage and pregnancy. Yeah. Teenage pregnancies or even, you know, like let's say... Tween uh, pregnancies. Well, that too, but I'm not even... You know, even in 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 late teens, 18, 19, 20, right? You're still developing yourself. You're still learning who you are. Now, all of a sudden, you've got this baby coming, okay? Mm -hmm. So part of the problem, I think, that's happening with this babies raising babies concept sometimes is that the parents still haven't grown up, and now they have somebody to be responsible for. Some of these parents still want to be out and going out and partying, so they are not, they are not being the responsible parent that they're supposed to be. That's our, that's part of our problem too. I'm not saying that that is the majority of the problem, but that is something that needs to be, t you know, looked at as well. Yet others might say the baby is the best response to that because the kid realizes they have to take care of this child. Um, no, not always. I mean, obviously, I mean, there are a lot of cases where that's not happening. The kids don't know what to do. They find themselves in a situation that, oh my gosh, now what do I do? And the grandparents end up raising the babies because again, the teenage babies are still babies and they still want to go out and have fun and do their thing and stay out till three in the morning without responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. I, I have had this talk. I have had this talk with my own son, you know, as harsh as it sounds, I tell him I'm not raising a baby again. I've done it. So what I'm saying to you is that be careful because if stuff happens, mm -hmm. you are responsible. I'm not taking that on. I did my job. I raised you. I'm not saying that I would never help and that I would be the non-existent grandma or whatever, but I, I am not going to take over the majority of care 
for a child that it I'm not doing it. Right. Well, that I mean that brings us to an interesting point. The sex talk. A lot of people <clears throat> don't think it should be taught in class. And yet classes think that it should be taught at home. Well, some parents actually feel that way. Well. The, and here's the thing. Most parents don't talk to their kids about that. I, I mean, do, hell, I but... tried to talk to my daughter about it and she was, you know, she didn't want to hear it. They don't. That, But you still make them sit there. I mean, you know, they don't want to hear. And it's not a comfortable conversation. It most definitely is not. But um, I think that, you know, I never had, I never got that information from home. So I was glad to get it at school. At least mm -hmm. I had some knowledge. You know what I mean? Uh, but do I want them to get the full scope of their education about sex from school? No, I think it's... I, I think it's our responsibility too. And I think it's, I think it's both. I think it's okay to say that the school should teach it in the terms of the mechanics and the actual science and all that good stuff. Right. Right. But, and I think that as parents, we need to talk about the real world consequences, real world consequences of it. The pregnancies and STDs. Sure. Okay. What about the enjoyment of it? Um, yeah, no. As a parent, I'm not talking to my kid. <laughs> and not that's happening. it. That is it. That's <laughs> all they happening. learn is the science. So their first instinct is to go explore what they're talking about. I mean, I might say, yes, it's going to feel good and you're going to enjoy it, but be careful. But uh, that that might be as far as it goes. I mean, I spoke to my daughter about dildos and vibrators. No, that's not something I would be comfortable doing. With me, it's an open book over here. If she ever has questions, whether it be about sex or anything, she knows she can come to me. Well, I think I could now, but I wouldn't have done that maybe five years ago. No. No, I think there's a time and a place for them to know stuff. And I probably would have felt that that wasn't necessary to know at that point in time. At 14? About dildos and vibrators? Yeah, no. Huh. See, I, I would think that her doing a dildo or vibrator is a lot better than her doing a dick and getting pregnant or STDs. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just not... Um, that's just me. I'm not... But I'm you, not can't gonna... you can't party around that, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, around that logic, though, right? What do you mean? That it's better to do a dildo or a vibrator. No, I can understand that. I can yeah. understand that. It's not my choice of how I would, you know, maybe, maybe if, maybe if I had a daughter, it would be different. I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you think you would be more open with them? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I might even be stricter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which isn't fair which is not fair because it's what i hated when i was growing up right. so so it, it's not fair it doesn't make sense but is that probably what i would have done yeah maybe yeah okay okay i mean i i i'm kind of lucky in the in that regard because i have no fear <clears throat> of my daughter yeah <sighs> getting hurt that's not to say she won't but i think her getting hurt is what strengthens her character well i mean i don't know what you mean by hurt but of course they have to learn you cannot 
you cannot bubble wrap or whatever bubble proof them for life i mean they have to go out and have their experiences and yes they're going to be hurt and there are going to be um situations where they'll make mistakes and they you know what i mean but that's gonna happen you can't protect them from that you have to let them have those things right even if you know that oh that might not turn out well there is a point and an age at which you have to let it happen because they have to learn it for themselves. Because right. you can you can tell them all day long, nope, this is not going to go well. This is what's going to happen. Um, because I'm that thinker that thinks like three steps ahead of the game about a lot of things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you have to let things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Does that include breaking up with boyfriend slash girlfriend? Sure. I mean, uh, we all get hurt, right? We all have mm -hmm. a first love and, you know, the one that totally does you in. And, you know, you cannot protect them from that. You All you can do is be there for them when it happens. So what do you say <clears throat> to a... A single mom or dad that relies on daycares, childcare, and and preschools and uh, school to look after their kids. I think that when then, they're at work. I think that then it's important for you when they come home, and I know you're tired as hell because you know. I know that single mom thing um, to try to spend as much time with them as you can in the evening to let them know who you are, that you're there for them, that you're, that you love them, that you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As much as you can before it's time for winding down and going to bed and, you know, don't just let them come home and you're exhausted too. So there's no, you don't interact with them. You just feed them and like, okay, go to bed. Or go take a bath or whatever. Spend time with them. Get to know right. them. These are your kids. That's what I, I, I... Those are necessities. Daycare and before and after school programs are a necessity, unfortunately. It, it's the society that we live in. But I think there is a way to, you know... Yeah, they're gone all day. But... Um, make good use of your time when you have them in the right. evenings and weekends. That's interesting because a study was done, uh, I want to say last year or the year before, and they found out that a single job <coughs> is no longer enough to satisfy just the rental condition. Of course it's not. Of course it's not. So, yeah, you've got, you know, that's a whole other ballgame, too. You've got, you know, people working two jobs, maybe mm -hmm. two jobs during the week and, 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 and another job on the weekends, you know, right. to just to make it. Yes. But I guess, and, and still, in that instance, you know, Yes, I know it's hard. You're probably not sleeping barely. You're probably barely just making it and going through the motions. But whenever you've got a minute, I mean, find time to interact with that child or children. That That's where it starts. So you think that's most important? Yeah, the I do. quality time. Sure. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, any relationship, whether it be a friend, whether it be uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, child, quality time is better. I used to have a friend that I would see maybe once every couple of years. And I had another friend who I'd see on almost a daily basis. And I found that 
the couple of years friend was a lot better than the daily friend. Unbelievably yeah. so. Not really. Sometimes that just happens. I have friends that I don't see often, but you can pick up the phone and it's like you never, you know? Yeah. Um, you never, it's like time would never pass by. Yeah. And that's the sort of time you want with your child. Sure. You want to be close like that. You want them to be able to, oh God, trust you. As long as there's trust and respect with you and the child, that should be your first priority. No, I think that that's a big takeaway. I think that, you know, if you don't have those things, then th that's why problems arise. You think so? Sure. I think that, and back to your other thing about kids committing crimes and things like that, I think part of that issue, to be honest with you, is that, I don't know about in Canada, but here, um, there is not, there are not a lot of places for kids to go so that they aren't out in the streets, getting into trouble, getting into fights, getting, you know, getting involved in gangs or getting involved with groups of friends that are no good. You know, there used to be a lot of, um, you guys don't uh, have boys and girls clubs down there? Not like we used to, no. Yeah, we used to have a lot of those things, you know. Right. Somewhere for the kids to go play basketball after school or a, a, a gym dedicated to the youth or whatever where there's a lot of, you know, different activities for them to do that stays open till 8, 9 o'clock, maybe 10 o'clock at night. So the kids have somewhere to go. We don't have right. a lot of that anymore, no. And I think that that is part of the problem. There needs to be more involvement from the community, from cities, to build things like this so that kids aren't out there getting into trouble, hanging out with the wrong crowd, doing the wrong thing. And that starts with the government not handing all their money over to the army. <laughs> And maybe keeping some back to pay for some of that stuff. Because as much as we don't want someone else to raise our kids, we do want others to support us when we don't have the ability to. Would you well, say that? Yeah, but it's not even... Uh, even if I... You know, even if I was a mom in a dual income household mm -hmm. and I was uh, normally home at five o'clock and I was that, you know, the cleaver, June cleaver mom, you know, dinner's yeah. on the table, everything's fine, the family's great, right? I would still want my kid to have a place to go. It's, it, it's, it's a sense of camaraderie. It, it um, sparks friendships, leadership, sportsmanship, when you do activities with other people, you know what I mean? So it doesn't matter that I, I'm not saying that I would just need those types of places. If I was a single mom and was working until eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, I would still want my kid to avail him or herself of those things if they're available, because that's how they learn. That's how they learn to be good, respectful kids. That's part of it too. I'm not sure I agree with you on that. Really? Yeah. Why? If you if if you and Annabelle both mm -hmm. worked but were home at a decent time, you wouldn't want Aaliyah to participate in things like that? No. Why? Because I would think that we'd be enough to take up her time. But you're not. You're but not. But that's just it. No, I just said that No, no, parent, in reality, the fact is people don't have jobs that go until 5. No. But again, if they did, you and I are not enough. Like, yes, I said you have to spend quality time with your child, 
mm-hmm. you also have to allow them to foster relationships with other boys and girls, with kids in the community, with, you know what I mean? This, this is what they, this is who they learn from. And this, this is what is, you know. Is that not what schools are for? No, not always. Well, I could understand that if we were talking about homeschoolers. I absolutely disagree with homeschooling. I don't like it either. No, I, I the kids need the socialization. They need to. Right. No. Right. No, but but I I I don't think that a kid is going to get everything that they need from you from five o'clock on if you were available. No. They still have to, especially as they get older. They're still going to want to socialize. They are not going to bond and want to be with you and mom for the remainder of the evening once they get home from school. You you know that. Okay. Okay. But do you let them go do what they have to do before or after homework? After. Okay. Yeah, I'm not saying come home and dump your stuff and see ya. No, you still have responsibilities. You know, if you're on a team or something, mm-hmm. obviously your schoolwork still comes first. And if you're lacking in that area, then no, then maybe you can't participate and you can't go to the, the youth center or whatever, the rec center or whatever it is that there is all the time until you get the grades back up, you know, until you're taking care of your responsibilities. And as a child, your responsibility is to get through school. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. What's another one? I don't know. That's your job. That's what I always told my son. School is your job. <laughs> School is your job. <laughs> no, I'm saying you said that's one of them. Oh, right? I'm just saying it's one in my book. I mean, okay. I just yeah. thought I just thought, you know, you were gonna come up with more <laughs> points. <laughs> no. Um, and I agree. I happen to agree with you on that. No, if you if you're coming home and you're not doing homework and you're barely eating and you're like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to wherever for a few hours. No, if you have things that need to be done at home, mm-hmm. um, like schoolwork, that comes first. And if you have some chores to do, whether mm-hmm. that be, you know, doing some dishes or whatever, that stuff needs to come first too. do that. Then you can go. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you say to the kid who says, but then I don't have time afterwards? Well, you got to figure it out because school is important. You guys might think that Victor's asking Claudia what to do, but I have a reason for that. Claudia is actually a professional. She went to school for this stuff. You got You have a degree in this stuff? Or no? Yeah, I have a mental health counseling. Yeah. Right. And that includes pediatrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Claudia knows of what she speaks. Oh, I'm not I the hope expert. She does. <laughs> I am not the expert. <laughs> no, well, I think you are. Uh, because I look at your life, what you've accomplished. Not with just your son, but yourself. You own your own home. You have a great job. Well, now you've got an even better job. But it takes a village. It's not just me. Like, and and this is this. It's the same thing with kids. You know, when you raise a kid, uh, when you were, I'm still not saying that the school should help raise your child. But if you've got a brother or sister or family who's willing to step in when you're at work or that they need to stay with after school, it takes a village because I'm not going to claim that I did this all by myself. I did not. And I had a lot of help um, from his dad initially until we decided that that, you know, just it's not going to work. So he was very hands-on. I will say that very hands-on until I moved out. Um, And then you know, my family stepped in. My my parents would 
pick up my son after school if I was working. Um, you know, he would spend the, the weekends with my sister oftentimes. They would take him on vacations with them when I couldn't because I was working. So it takes a village. It, it's not just me. And I will never say that it was just me. And, and I think a lot of families have that, you know. And, it, and, the, and it's, I think it's sad for the families that don't have it because it's very, it's, it's so important for the kids to get to know their cousins, you know, their other family. Um, it just, it just does take a village and I didn't do it all by myself. Right. And if you're blind, go to your students, uh, your student, your child's teachers and ask for their textbooks in either electronic copy or braille. And they'll have a copy for you. No, not here they won't. You can't do that. What? You cannot do that here because the Department of Education is responsible for your child, not you and your disability. No, I'm saying to help your child out. But that's not the school's responsibility to do. To get you a Braille textbook so that you can follow along with your child, they're not going to do it. I think they should, and they did it with me here. But they don't do that here. I can tell you that. That is weird because I think that's most important. How can I expect? How can I be expected to help my child learn if I don't know what they're learning in school? Yeah, and that's the problem, especially when kids are little, um, because there are so many worksheets and things that get sent home. Mm -hmm. So we found alternatives. We found alternatives because they're not going to give it to you electronically. They're not going to scan everything for you. They're just not. They don't have the time. And they are, and, and even if they did, a lot of the stuff that they do when they're first starting school the first few years a lot of it is worksheets or it's pictures and which what's the same, what's different. That's not going to scan anyway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so what we did um, is we, we hired somebody, um, you know, like an older kid, like maybe a seventh grader or an eighth grader to come when he had homework in the beginning because we couldn't help. So they would sit there for an hour and guide him after school and help him get it done. And if you don't have that ability? Right. And that's where the problem is. I mean, and honestly, I've heard this from a lot of blind parents and I understand the frustration and they, you know, they don't have the means all the time to do this. Um, and I get that too, but the school is not going to provide those things for you. Their responsibility is your kid, not you. And I'm just telling you how it is here. Right, but do you honestly believe that the school won't help you out? They can't. I'm hearing all kinds of stories that, I mean, I'm sure that there are some teachers that are willing to to help or whatever. When it gets, when they get older, it gets a little bit easier, Victor, because you can go online and you can get your own electronic copies of stuff. Um, you know, if you're computer savvy and you, and you know how to do those things, that's not an issue. I used to read what Luis was reading. I used to download, uh, get the books. Like when he was in middle school, I loved to do that so we could talk about it and mm -hmm. get him ready for tests or whatever. I would read what he was reading just right. because, not because I felt I needed to, but because mm -hmm. I felt it would spark good discussion and right. I wanted to be involved. I wasn't as involved at that point because he could handle most of his stuff on his own, but I still wanted to be involved in some way. So that was my way. Did Luis have access to a student portal of some kind at school? Uh, for books? For mm -hmm. No, no, for assignments and stuff. For what? Like to get assignments, to hand yes. in assignments? Yes, yes, they do. Okay. Were you not a part of that portal? Uh, no, because some of it wasn't accessible. Yeah. I mean, here it's the, well, I don't know how serious it is over there, but here it's the law in Ontario. 
What is? The accessibility of things. Yeah, Especially well, for mean, kids. Right. I mean, yeah, it would be nice, but, you know. I'm, I'm actually surprised because you're a Braille reader. Mm-hmm. And it still wasn't accessible even with a Braille display? I didn't have one. Oh, you didn't have one. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Now I do, but I didn't then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. you know what? You don't lose anything by asking. You may find that the teacher is anxious for you to get involved in your students in your child's education. You might find that, but a lot of, I don't know how the teaching is in Canada, but there is a very large teacher shortage here. They are overworked, underpaid. They are upset that they do more testing than teaching. There is a lot of stuff happening. Same here. Edu- a lot Same of stuff here. happening in education field. So, uh, I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying that a lot of them are not taking the time to. They're just not. Yeah, and they're and, and they and they are far and few between those who actually come in and devote the time that is needed to not just teach your kids, right, but instruct them. Yeah, so. and. That uh, those are for uh, long, uh, very far and few between. And the fact is, you're the one who has to hunt for these people. You do. And you're also, I mean, if you really want to be involved, you've got to have the drive and the persistence and perseverance. I mean, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know what? If worse comes to worse, go to the media. The media will report the story, and believe me, you will get so much outrage that you want to be a part of your child's education, and the school or teacher won't let you. Hold on. I'm getting, I'm sorry. I was getting Uber notifications, but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, what's happening? Okay, I got. Well, it. I hope not, cause you're no. you're on live with me. No, damn it! No, what the hell? I'm, I'm not going anywhere. So I was like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and on that note, I want to thank you all for joining us today on the Blind Perspective. Uh, Before we go, I want to give a little shout out to my niece, Samantha Mello. It is her birthday and her graduation. Yay, Samantha. Let's go out and do big things. She is graduating grade eight. And my nephew, Seth, it's his birthday, too. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. So if, if you guys are listening... Happy birthday. I would sing, but I don't think anybody wants that. I didn't know we could do shout outs. So I just want to give a shout out to my sleeping Jackson. That's all. (laughs) Well, he's right behind you. Yeah, he's sitting right here. He's laying right here against the couch that I'm sitting on. (laughs) Wow. Yes, that is loyalty. So you have to wait until you're live to give the dog a shout out. I am live. Happy birthday, Jackson. Wait, it's right. not his That's birthday. That's my I'm point. You're waiting for, to be live. Why don't you do that off screen? Wait, what? Oh, I do. <laughs> okay, no, I'm fucking with you, honey. I okay. really am. All right. All right. No, but seriously, happy, uh, congratulations, Samantha. Happy eighth grade graduation. And happy birthday to Seth. May you guys go out and conquer. Wait, is that a Star Wars thing or something? No. Okay, well, whatever. But still, no. I mean no. it, though. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we're not going to give Go forth and Star conquer. Wars what is references. that? What is that? Yeah, okay. No, we're not going to do that. Fine. This but whatever. is a Star Wars free zone. 
Okay. Yeah, good. Because I really don't know anything about it. <laughs> Except, Luke, I am your father. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that doesn't oh, I know. even happen. It is too. I'll find it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Guys, like I said, I want to thank you for joining us. And uh, remember uh, to tune in later tonight for Snap, the Saturday Night Adult Party, and uh, tomorrow for the Afternoon Radio Theater Sunday. Bye bye, everybody. Bye.